The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can uh, text the show. You know the number for that. Can watch us on Twitch and uh, somebody. Uh, and we've started everybody googling AJ Hoffman hate, and of course everything pops up. What? I don't believe. Yeah, that. I can't wait. Yeah. It's so uh, your white magic beef and all kinds of stuff. So uh, first hour is mostly Texans and Harden. Yeah, a lot of that. Hey, I've got some on college football news. Okay. The All-State Playoff Predictor put out the top 10 teams with a chance to make the playoff. You want to you guess who the top 10 are? There, there really are 10 with a chance? With, with a 2% or better chance, there are 10 teams. Well, the, the top seven in the, uh, in the polls, which would be uh, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Alabama's Aggie. number one. Yeah. Who, who do you think is number two? Probably Clemson. Ohio State. Really? They may not even have enough games. They canceled Michigan. Uh, Alabama's 98%. Ohio State, 74%. This is to win. This is to make the playoff. Oh, to make the playoff. Yeah, I, I, they probably have the best chance because if Clemson loses Notre Dame, yeah. so Notre Dame's probably third, Clemson fourth, Aggie fifth. Uh, Notre Dame third, Clemson fourth. Florida fifth? Indiana fifth. All they've got to do is is win the Big Ten. Yeah, they got a loss, though. They do, but if they win the Big Ten and Ohio State doesn't get in or they play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship and beat them, which is, I mean, Ohio State's not unbeatable, even though they did, you know, it, it, it's not crazy to think. If you get to 7-1, and 8-1, and one, you win the Big Ten and you've got one loss. Yeah, I, I, I still think that one would, that I don't know that they put them in over, over Aggie at that point. Okay. Aggie's next at 28%. Yeah, I, I don't now, having said that, I don't think Aggie's getting in. I think it's it's pretty much set. They're going to find a way for Ohio State to get six games. Cincinnati, 27. Fair. USC, 13%. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's going to happen considering the way they've treated them in the rankings. Yeah, it's tough. Florida, 13%. Uh, you basically, you're saying there's a 13% chance that they beat Alabama. They beat Alabama, yeah. And Coastal sounds Carolina, about right. 2%. Yeah, they, they don't have any shot. Yeah. So... Uh, realistically, I think we're down to seven teams at most. And even that might be a stretch. I think we're down to four. So, uh, but, uh, we just, as we mentioned, Ohio state, Michigan canceled. So what's I told you this? Oh, that's I, sorry. I'm not supposed to say I told you I predicted that this would happen. <laughs> Show predicted that Michigan would cancel on Ohio State, thus screwing Ohio State, and Jim Harbaugh would maintain his position as head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. 
despite clearly deserving to be fired. This is a prediction. Well, I'll go back to what I said yesterday. It'd be really awesome if Ohio State and Texas A&M would get together and say, hey, let's play this game. You bet. Because uh-huh. it would do two things, especially if Ohio State's not going to get enough to get into the Big Ten Championship. Well, if they're unbeaten with a win over Aggie, that solidifies their number four, I think. And I think the college football playoffs are more important than the Big Ten. And if Aggie were to somehow win that game, then guess what? That's the only way I think they're getting in. Unless unless they find a way to keep Ohio State out. But And I don't know who put that out on Twitter yesterday. Props to them. Let's make that happen. Just like I want to make UH Rice happen on December 19th. So we're going to be back in uh, Beaumont. Yeah, next, next Friday. Week. Next Friday. Got to get down on Friday. It will be a it will be a birthday celebration for the Falcon. Indeed. Yeah, uh I won't be staying after to keep drinking because Fred's birthday celebration uh happens to fall on the same night as my wife's birthday celebration. So yeah. I'll be hauling ass back. Yeah, I I don't know. We're going we're actually going camping in Beaumont this weekend. And if it goes well, we may do it next weekend, which would make it easier because I could just drive over and get everything set up and then go drink in the uh, in the RV after the show. So, but yeah, that'll be that'll be the last trip for 2020. Grandma, so who was that guy? I had to apologize for that on air. He gets to do a victory lap now. That was one Kirk Herbstreet. Now AJ Hoffman said it first. Yeah, I did say it before Kirk. So. I tried he said to it text. a day later and had to apologize. That's on him. I wouldn't have apologized. I tried to text John and Lance when they had Jimbo on this morning. I was like, hey, somebody floated the idea of calling Ohio State the second Michigan, just in case Michigan drops out. But they decided not to read it until the segment after. I don't think they wanted to piss off Jimbo. Because no. his position this morning was, we've done enough to get in. Now we just wait. We're going to take care uh, of Tennessee no, and then we're in. You haven't done enough to get in. You haven't. I, I'm sorry it's and it's not i mean i think they've got a better resume than some other teams but i also you know if if ohio state gets enough games they're getting in over you yeah that's the only way you're going to be able to do it you got to you got to hope they don't get enough jason says why would ohio state play a&m just play uh to get a win and make the playoffs i think a lot of people right now are questioning like ohio state's actual resume other than being called ohio state and it would it would put an end to all that. Well, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I, I mean, just if they just were to play anybody, I don't think it helps their resume. But you beat A and M, you beat the team right behind you in the rankings. I think you're locked, even if you don't win yep. the Big Ten. So it'd make a lot of sense for them. And you know, it, and essentially, it would be an elimination game. And I think it would be. I think it'd be great. So. You know, but it, but I don't know. It takes it takes people getting on the phone and making these things work. But it we've be, seen it. it would be the greatest. That? This would be the most. This would be the most Aggie thing ever to happen to Aggie. Ohio State says, "All right, we'll play Aggie. Let's do this." And then Aggie beats them. Oh man, the celebration is on. We're going to the playoff. And then Florida beats Alabama, and <laughs> Alabama and Florida get in, and A and M finishes fifth in the poll. That could happen. Or they lose to Tennessee <laughs> or whoever yeah. they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Total Alice is all this guessing BS conference champs only regardless of win-loss. See, I don't think that's uh, – I don't think you get the four best teams that way. Yeah. All I, I don't Because right now I, – I mean, right now it's hard to argue that Clemson and Notre Dame aren't two of the best four teams in the country, and they're in the same conference. 
So Notre Dame's going to win the regular season. Clemson might win the the championship game. So who's your champion? You can say Clemson, so Notre Dame doesn't get in. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm all forgetting the four best teams. Um, somebody said who is who is the ladies' man of the station? It ain't me. It's Fred. No, one hundred percent. No, it's Fred. we don't. We don't. I don't know. It wouldn't be this show. That's for sure. There's no ladies' men here. We're all married. I don't think there's a single dude on this stage. I guess Dell, Dell and Nick. That's who it is. Yeah, it's got to be those guys. Oh, and Tyler. Mm. Oh well, Juggalo Trey. There's some contenders. That's your four contenders, I'd say. Charlie's not married, is he? Uh, yeah. He, is he married? I know he's got a. I think he's married. He's got a significant other. I think I think they're wifed up now. Hmm. I don't know because Charlie and I don't have personal conversations. But I don't yeah. know if anybody does. Which Charlie either. Did you see the picture I tweeted that my buddy sent me? No. He sent me two of those memes of uh, the lady yelling at the cat. Yeah. Houston fans, Bill O'Brien's great. You're just a hater. And the cat says, AJ, two years later. And it says, Houston fans, James Harden's great. You're just a hater. <laughs> cat says, AJ, two years later. That's pretty good. Now you don't get to claim Bill O'Brien as your own. Because I, 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 I've, been, I've been on that for a while now. I, I'm not, I'm the Harden one, you, you were on first. I'll give you that. But, well, I knew Bill O'Brien was a crappy hire when they hired him. You said it was a good hire. I, I said, no, at the time, I said that was the best the best possible of all the alternatives. That was the guy who had the best resume and was the, the He had almost no resume. He he had he was he was go back and look. That guy was wanted by everybody. Yeah, that doesn't mean he had a good resume. He had a pretty good resume. I that mean, means everybody was stupid. Yeah, well, guess what? They got suckered into the Belichick tree. That's what happened. You sound like the guy who defended hiring Matt Patricia. Well, he was the DC for the for Bill Belichick. No, I, I think it's I, the same thing. I think by then you've seen that the Bill Belichick thing didn't work. We're talking seven years ago, AJ, and there were yeah at the time. What branch of the Belichick tree had flourished at that point? He'd had like one or two guys, like, like well, I guess McDaniel's made the playoffs. That was the best he did. Uh, <laughs> but no, none of them had flourished. But the thing is. It's the same mistake everybody makes. Well, this guy might be different because he went somewhere else and had some success at Penn State when they were overcoming all that stuff, which in retrospect, uh, they still had a bunch of players. He, the best thing he did was not get guys to quit. But I think I, what I said at the time was, of the available guys, this is a guy that I would, you know, I thought would be the best hire. But again, you never know. And by year two, you knew it wasn't going to be yeah. him. And that's okay. That's when you say, all right, you know. And then you you look at the things that have happened, and it, okay, is this his fault or the GM's fault? And as we found out, it took a while. And then he became the GM. Yeah, it it, it was all his fault. And then there was no, uh, there was like because there was a while when it was like, well, is this a Kubiak problem or a Rick Smith problem? Who's to blame? Right. And then eventually, all those all those guys were gone away, and there was just like James Harden standing in the middle of the court by himself. There was just one guy standing there at, at Texans HQ going, "Oh, you gonna blame me? You just gonna blame me? Well, it's, it's all my fault." Well, yeah, Bill, you're the only person here to blame. You suck too. You suck too. Yeah, well, uh, the I, I think, I, and I'll go back to, yeah, you know what? I probably would have done it when he came to me with the clowny trade, that this is what we're getting for <laughs> Jadeveon Clowney. I probably would have fired him. All right, bro, you got to go. Yeah. You can't be in charge anymore. But if, if it were my team, he would have never been GM, and he would have probably been gone as, co- as coach after year three. Uh, unless he would have done what I said all along. Go get me a real OC. Go get me a real DC. 
Yeah, I, I think Romeo's time has come and gone. But he wouldn't, you know, and if he resisted that, tried to get rid of the GM, that's what happens when you get a you get a poison dude in there like that. And you know, back to the, and just one last thought on this, back to the damn the four best, win your own bleep or go home from total Dallas. I, I, I completely disagree Why? With, with that. These, with these randomly thrown together conferences where like the Big 12 is clearly not on the level of the yeah. SEC. You're, or the you're Big trying 10, to tell like, me, okay, you'd rather have Iowa State in the playoff than Clemson or or Notre Dame, who lost yeah. lost only to Clemson, mm. or if Alabama loses to Florida, you'd rather have Iowa State in than Alabama. That would make sense. On no level would that make sense. Or a two loss Oklahoma in over a one loss right. Alabama. Right. Yeah, we've seen Oklahoma's act, have we not? Come on. So I'm so tired of like everybody thinks like it's not. It's bad enough in college basketball, like, and and I guess for for the novelty of the tournament, it makes sense to have each conference winner, like each conference tournament winner, yeah. play in the tournament. Yeah. You, I mean, you got sixty eight teams. But so. when you're talking about the like, there's four teams with a chance to win a title, dude. You've got to take into account so much more than well, your conference champion. I don't care about conference champ. If it's if it comes down to like, okay, everything else is equal, and one team won their conference. Okay, but rarely is is everything else equal. It, that's just not the way it works. And I mean, this is the first time we've had Rona times. There's five power conferences. How do you decide which yeah. conference champ doesn't go? Well, you just if do. they're all equal because you they're all conference do. champs. Yeah, and, and then of course that leads to the inevitable. Well, let's expand the playoffs, and and you know what? This year maybe maybe it would make sense. Although I, I still think you only need one team this year. Yeah, you need less playoff spots this year, but. Uh, I mean, but it, but there's I think there's a pretty good argument between who winds up through really two through seven. I think there's there's some discussion to be had this year, but it's also a Rony year. It's not uh, most years it usually works out. If Florida beats Alabama, why wouldn't A and M get in with a win over Florida and only one loss? I hate to break this to Aggie fan. This is going to hurt their feelings. Do you remember when Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech all beat each other? Texas probably was they thought they were headed to a national championship, and then Michael Crabtree caught that ball and beat Texas Tech, or beat Texas. And then Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Texas, they all beat each other, round-robin style, and they all had one loss, and Oklahoma got to go. This is going to – I don't want you to be mad about this, Aggie fan. You're Texas Tech in this scenario. Like, the Florida and and Alabama are now pedigreed programs that have – you know, they've both won multiple national championships in the last 15, 20 years. That's. Well, and just on a simpler scale, a win over Alabama is going to be more impressive than a win over Florida. Yep. And, you know, that's especially considering if Florida beats Alabama by a couple touchdowns, which I don't think is happening. I don't either. But I mean, I, mean, I think it's. Silly no one to, thinks it's happening. I, I think it's silly to speculate on this, but we'll do it anyway because we've gone down the rabbit hole. But. That's going to be much more impressive. And winning late in the season in a championship game is going to be more impressive than a three-point win at College Station in a game that could have gone either way. And that nobody wants to hear that, but that's the truth. So, all right. Tell them about hoops. Uh, all right, got to think about pro dunk hoops. Guys, you want yourself a basketball goal at your house? You could go to a big box store and pick one up and – throw it up in your driveway and it's probably crooked and it's probably bent up in a year or two. And then eventually you've just got this old 
raggedy looking dinosaur that nobody wants to go outside and play on because it's it's junk. Or you could go to Pro Dunk Hoops. And guys, the, these goals, I can't even tell you how how beautiful they are. I mean, it looks like a like I stole it from the Toyota Center and put it in my driveway. ProDunkHoops.com. Check it out. Thickest steel of any goal on the market. A tempered glass backboard. If it breaks or cracks for any reason, they'll replace it for free. This thing ain't bending either. And it's not rust. And it's got a 30-year uh, maintenance-free r- rust armor finish. And they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your backyard. They've got a fully portable version. And they're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet. So any age can play and any age can make baskets. That's what it's all about. Uh, check them out at ProDunkHoops.com or give them a call. 281-351-9822. ProDunk Hoops. You know why you should keep up breezy. Damn, my uncle Luke, but now I rock a one a different route. I know I think I'm new. Just jumped up. The Blitz Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hey, Soccer Matters tonight, 7 o'clock. Would you like to hear your lineup for Soccer Matters? Hit me with it, because I uh, haven't seen the email yet. Okay, here it is. Dynamo's second all-time goal scorer, Mauro Minotas, is a guest tonight. He's been sold to Club Tijuana in Liga MX. If I'm not mistaken, you can speak to this. Isn't that two of their best players that have uh, at least went to Portugal, if I'm not mistaken? I think so, yeah. And now, and now Minotas has gone, yeah. gone to Tijuana. Uh, Dynamo GM Matt Jordan will take calls for fans. wonder how that'll go after losing Minotas. Uh, an MLS Cup final preview. The UCL recap, including Messi versus Ronaldo today. And Texan Weston McKinney scored in that 3-0 win by Juventus over Barcelona. And uh, PSG versus Istanbul suspended. Players walked off after a racist comment <laughs> by the fourth official. Jerry Bowe sent me that that uh, video. Yeah. Uh, it, crazy scene. The, this game's just over. I mean, I was like, and I, I, I talked to Jerry this morning. I was like, uh, give, me, uh, give me a soccer play today. And he gave me uh, an over in the RB Leipzig, which Glenn told me is my favorite team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were playing against uh, Manchester United, and I think they, I think RB Leipzig won. I, I don't know. I didn't see the final score because the over was three, and Leipzig scored. It was three nothing by themselves, and then I think uh, the United scored at least two. Yep, they won three two. Three two. Hell yeah. RB Leipzig, baby. Lifelong fan. Crystal asked Fred, how do you feel about U of H plus 3,300 for the basketball tournament? Um, I I think... Can that, I answer this? I, you can answer it, yeah. Don't bet basketball futures. It's a crazy season. No one knows what's going to happen. UH could, could get the Roni tomorrow, uh, guess, and the whole program could pause for... Guess what? That actually happened today. <sighs> Damn. They, uh, they've suspended basketball operations. Yeah. So don't bet basketball futures. Houston's a good team. If they get to the tournament and the tournament gets played and you want to put something on them, 
I mean, consider doing it then. Yeah, just do the do the mechanical parlay where you see, bet them each game. Season, especially at this point in the season, season long futures bets in college basketball. I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even consider. Yeah, it. Listen, I think I think they're. I don't know that they're the seventh best team in the country, but I think they're certainly they're top good. fifteen. They're very yeah. good. They're very deep, but it's just like AJ said. I don't I don't know what's going to happen next week. They and. God forbid you put a big future wager on a team right now that looks really good and they get the run of the week of the tournament. And let, let's, unfortunately, that could happen. Or let's say, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to just throw a, a a random name out there, but I, I don't know how to, how to do it otherwise. But okay, let's say uh, Houston is rolling in. They're a, they're a two seed. And Quentin Grimes in February says, you know what? I'm not feeling real safe. I'm opting out for the rest of the season. You still feel good about him? Probably not. I mean, it, you've, there's just too many variables this season, I think, to invest in anything like that other than yeah. like a game-to-game well, basis. Not, and, and not to mention that you know, all it takes is for, uh, obviously, uh, the game Saturday where they didn't have Sasser or Mills for injury. Yeah. Well, imagine you lose those two games in the uh, two guys in the tournament to COVID. Right, then, and, and then you you're can, still a good team, but you're not good enough to win the tournament. That's what people say. They'll be like, "Oh, it's just like injuries. You lose the guys to injuries." Well, if I roll my ankle in the game, it doesn't mean that Fred's not allowed to play because he sat next to me on the bus. Like, it's, exactly, it's way different. San Silver says, "What if the entire team gets the vac?" No, we don't. We don't know when that's going to roll out. By the way, so, um. There, there's a story I, I want to get to. We're, we don't have enough time here. I, I kind of, uh, Tommy wants to know, how do you feel Michigan State will end up ranking-wise in, in college basketball? I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, they're, they're another team that's, I, I, I guess all these teams, I, I don't have a, uh, I, I, Michigan State, like right now, I'd say they're probably one of the five or six best teams. But. Well, there's not really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You do this every year and do do well at college basketball. Do you really feel like you have enough data points right now to to judge a lot of these teams? I don't. And and you know what? Here's a good example of what we're talking about. I, I think that Gonzaga and Baylor, the gap between them and the next best team, which is maybe Iowa, maybe Kansas, uh, maybe maybe Michigan State, maybe West Virginia. I don't know. The gap between those top two and the rest is pretty significant. I do know that. At least I feel that. Yeah, certainly at this part of the point of the season. I, I would have loved to have seen that game, and I hope they get it rescheduled, yes. by the way. Uh, and a Villanova, who I think is like the third favorite to win the tournament, to me, that like I, I wouldn't put them within... I, I'd take Baylor or Gonzaga minus five or six against Villanova on a neutral. Like I, I yeah. think the gap between those two and the field is great. But one... One Rona outbreak at the wrong time for either one. Well, Gonzaga's got it now. Yeah. So, um, better now, though, than... Yeah, assuming that it doesn't happen again down the yeah. road. I mean, that's the other thing. Hey, uh, I got a giveaway. All right. Is that okay? Do it. Thanks to BB's Tex Orleans, we're giving away a $50 gift card. Enjoy patio weather at BB's Tex Orleans. They offer the best happy hour in town, and BB's is now offering raw oysters on the half shell on their voodoo half-hour menu. At 5.30... We'll take caller 10 to 713-780-3776. You'll be able to enjoy the unique BB's Tex Orleans cuisine with a Texas twist. Dine in, 
and convenient curbside available. Check out their current mouthwatering features at bbstexorleans.com. We'll be right back. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. I assumed you knew... This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And you know what that music means. It's time for Chronicle Columnist and host of Houston Sports Show right here on Sunday mornings, which I listened to some of Sunday while I was out and about. Jerome Solomon. What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? Enjoying the uh, dead time conversation there. It made me think of something I think is pretty interesting. Like, I can talk about hands that guys have played in poker and almost never get bored. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I I can get you can just start telling me about a hand you played last night in some game I had nothing to do with and I could get into it. It's not like that with other stuff. You know, like you have a friend who's in sales and he wants to tell you about <laughs> the sale he almost made. You're like, dude, I don't care. And it's funny. They actually do that on television now. You can watch people try to sell cars and strike out. It's like, oh, he almost had that one. That's a good <laughs> they do? Yeah, watch, the, watch that what? move. Uh, the same oh people God. that watch poker. Uh, it's the World <laughs> Series of car sales. That's hilarious. Uh, but Jerome and I have had a lot of conversations about stuff, including – like how we played hands against each other. And, and it's, it, it, you learn a lot that way. And I, I feel like my cash game play got a lot better from playing against Jerome and, and seeing how he played cash because I always felt like I was a better tournament player. And now I think I've kind of gotten to where I feel like I'm a better cash player. But that was because... Yeah, there's, there's no doubt you're a much better tournament player. Cash is just just a different game. And you, you just didn't start playing cash like that. And it, it didn't take you long to figure it out because... You weren't a bad cash player. You just weren't winning. You weren't going to lose, though. <laughs> you know. And then yeah. you're like, "Wait a minute! I can actually win here. Let me let me let me change this a little bit." Yeah, just a, just a few tweaks. But again, that came from playing with guys like you and some of the other guys that we used to play with that were really good cash players and 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 won on a consistent basis. And so, instead of uh, beating my head up against the wall, it's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> what is it you're doing that helped that you're, that you're you know, winning more stuff, consistently?" This stuff fits into sports, you know game sports and coaching and being a general manager, et cetera, you sit at a table like you just talking about where all these with players who are much better than you. Well, there are also players there that you know you can handle. You stay out of the fights <laughs> with the big boys most of the time and pick on the guys you can. And and that goes, it doesn't matter how, what the level of talent is, and yet we'll watch a football game and a team will keep throwing the ball toward this great cornerback when their receiver can't get open. They're like, why are you doing that? Why are you even calling that play? Why why are you giving the ball to the guy that can't shoot to try to get him to score? I mean, it, it's – and some of it, I know you can't just design it where you got a guy on offense who can't take a shot. But if he can't shoot, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to keep him from getting the shot. Well, what if you can't make a good decision as an owner so you go and you get a committee and ask them what to do? That's, I mean, I see. I'm not as hard on on them as other people are, 
because I've written about it quite a bit recently. In fact, that listen, these guys, Cal McGregor doesn't count. He he's kind of born into it, but they made their money in other businesses in another world. They don't know anything about football. They certainly don't know anything about hiring a football coach. So even a Bob McNair, he comes in, he's like, well, who do I hire? He doesn't know. Right. It's He's never hired one before. And and you can be an owner for a long time and only get to hire a few of them. So you you only get better with time over it. Uh, I, there's a story, and I, I see that uh, Tony Dungy is on the list. Well, Tony Dungy in a story a few years ago was talking about owners would come up to him and say, hey, man, would you recommend a coach for me? And uh, he go, well, what are you looking for? And the guy's like, I don't know. Just recommend somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what they're looking for because they don't, they don't know how to do it. So, yeah, you need a group. But then again, these search firms have made billions off of these owners. This corn fairy group that the Texans have used, I, I can go back and show you some of the horrible hires they were involved in over the course of time. And obviously – if you do that, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of misses, but they seem to have had more misses than hits. And to me, that, that just tells you, I don't, think I don't think they're any better at it than if you, I, and AJ said, oh, y'all going to let us decide, you know, who you want to narrow it down to and pick from that? Okay, I, I guarantee you we could find a good coach for the Texans. Yeah, I I actually agree with you. I'm glad they're doing this because I mean, at least you get different. Yeah, anytime you get outside insight, you know, I'm I'm always for mm-hmm. that. Um, be remiss if we didn't ask you about your buddy James Harden and what's going on there. Uh, I don't I don't know if you guys are frequent, frequenting the same establishments at the moment, but uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> this COVID thing. <laughs> but, uh, he. he Look, he, you know I'm always down with the players. and I, I don't begrudge a guy for asking for whatever he want to ask for. I don't begrudge a guy for demanding what he wants to demand because it's on the boss to handle you how, how they want to handle you. But but I will say the way he's going about it, he, he's been a little bit terrific about it, as, as one of my boys would say. It's, look, you know, you tell them you want out, you tell them you want to go somewhere and see what they do. And and I don't know if there's a I don't know if there really is a right way of doing it, but I do know that not showing up is the wrong way. I mean, you know, like because because I've seen a couple people on Twitter. Well, Akeem Olajuwon would have never done this. No, Akeem Olajuwon showed up on time and cussed everybody out <laughs> and called. That's everybody the right names. way to do it. <laughs> he made a, he made a huge issue of it all publicly, calling people out. James hasn't said a word. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, imagine that's James that's- walking in and like, how my son is an idiot. Get him out. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't like a Silas. I, he's a he's a mother bleeper. Like, we whoa, whoa, dogging. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know that that. But I do think you need to show up. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you you could at least do that. I mean, it, it, and especially, and I don't care where you've been, what you've been doing, but you know the rules on you need to be here by a certain date because you got to pass XX number of tests. This is special times. Come on, bro. Show up. Just show up. That's it. You ain't, ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to talk to nobody. Show up at work. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to take a week off to start the season, be my guest. But you got new teammates, you know, you got to I, I don't know if he's trying to force a deal, then so be it. But that's the other thing, too, yeah. we were talking about earlier. It's like you're leaking all this stuff that 
oh, this isn't a winning organization. Well, isn't that your fault? I, I mean, you're you're as much a part of it as anyone. And if it and if it wasn't a winning organization, you just now realize that after you lost to the Lakers this last time. I mean, you should have, you should you. Uh, that, I'm not buying that. And and like you say, you, it's not his fault, but he certainly is as big a part of it as as anyone. He's well, he's been certainly involved hand, with. He with handpicked everybody who was going to be here when it was happening. Uh, not everybody, but I mean, Daryl Morey makes is making a bunch of moves because Daryl Morey makes moves. But no, James is definitely part of part of this whole thing and what they've built. And it's not nearly as negative as he's turned out to be. Especially the leaking of oh, they're like the Knicks. Stop it. You, you know, you know, you're not that. But I, and I'll say, I think the biggest, the the one that stands out the most to me that I would criticize him the most for is you've got a brand new coach, first year here. You're the star player. Whether you're going to be here long term or not, the very least you're supposed to give that guy a call, touch base with him. And for him to have not had a conversation with Steven Silas is beyond egregious. It, it's disgusting. This is your immediate supervisor. And you haven't had a discussion with him at all about anything that's going on. Even, even if you want to tell him, hey, man, I don't want to play for you. But you got to talk to him, right? I mean, that, that's be a man about it on that level. Are you sensing that uh, even the most loyal of the Red Rowdies are finally turning on Harden? Oh, uh, they're fans. They'll quickly turn either way. <laughs> <laughs> they'll turn on him because he doesn't want to be here. But as soon as he says, I'm staying, they'll turn right back and be, you know, waving their banners around. That That's fans. I, I mean, I... I I don't I think James had a long way to go to wear out his welcome because he has showed up to play most of the time and and he's been pretty much harmless. He hadn't caused a whole lot of trouble. He has been rather quiet. He always says the right things. We just hear from the in the background other things he's told other people, but he never steps in front of the mic and says anything that's that real like like y'all don't even have a soundbite to play of him that'll make people mad, right? Cuz he, he kind of say says, he kind of says, yeah, he doesn't say anything. Exactly. So it was going to be hard for him to wear out his welcome, but not showing up. And then all the social media stuff over the weekend, he, he, I don't care how big a Harden fan you are, you, you know, that's not right. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you just know that's not right. And, and I certainly don't believe in those people who are like, well, he's been a loyal soldier for eight years. He should get, no, please. He, he's been loyally paid well for eight yeah. years. <laughs> I'd be loyal for that money too. <laughs> exactly. And so, and, and, and I mean, and that, that just goes into the bigger story too. Uh, and I don't have a problem with it, but the bigger story of the NBA is the money is there. The money is guaranteed. It's not like James is going to mess up his reputation now and make half the money next year that he would make. Right? No, <laughs> he he knows the exact dollar amount that he will make next year, the year after that, the year after that. And and everybody keeps throwing, oh, he turned down the 50 million. He's going to make the 50 million. It's just a matter of where, you know, I mean, dude, everybody, this is the money that's being made. This is it's not it sounds like a lot. Well, it is a lot of money, but it's it's not he turned down 50 million and nobody in the world would ever get 50 million. No, that's what they make. I mean, John Wall is making $43 million next year. And he <laughs> I mean, can't walk. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, it, and, and, and the crazy thing about it, James is supposed to make more than $50 million. If there was a true open market, he'd make way more than $50 million. Of course, LeBron James would be making about $150 million right now. 
you know, but that's the way that's the way that it is. It's not about money. And so when they made it not be about money, now you got the players say, well, it's got to be about something else. You know, when, when Elijah one wanted out, you know what he wanted out for money. <laughs> when Moses Malone wanted out of Houston, you know what he wanted out for money. <laughs> it wasn't we theme. don't have a championship team. It was like, man, I need to get paid. And the Philadelphia 76 was on him when he signed Moses Malone and forced the Rockets to trade him. He said on the record, hey, look, the Rockets can't afford to pay him this amount. They can't sell that many tickets. It was about money. And Elijah was going back in so often to get his contract renewed that the, la- the next to the last time they gave him a contract, they put in there. If you come back and ask for another <laughs> for more money, we can suspend you. And I don't know why he agreed to it because he knew he was coming back again and and of course they suspended him and and accused him of faking an injury but way more controversial than this little bs we got with Harden. this this is nothing it's he wants to win he knows he's not good enough to win by himself and he's trying to get to a place where people are better than him you know but show up to work dude talk to your boss all right that's jerome solomon jerome uh, tell the people all the places where they can get your written spoken and video content start with that subscription at the chronicle everybody needs to read your local newspaper we're the lifeblood of this city darn it <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not the joke oh, <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> i heard chuckling in the background now every sunday morning here on houston sports show we i mean we 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 have some of the oddest conversations and uh last week i think uh we ended up talking about uh, self pleasure for about a half hour. It was quite entertaining. Yeah, it's that. funny because you've got people starting to. I guess I, Rachel must have said something that got people worked up because a bunch of dudes were tweeting me and twitching me like, "Hey, is Rachel single from the uh, the Sunday show?" So she must oh. have said something that got people charged up about it. Must must have got them real good. They uh-huh. they need they need to listen because they don't have a chance. I, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, kind of don't. Uh, but you know, hey. Shoot your shot. As guys, you most guys think it doesn't matter. They're just wrong about it, but you know, <laughs> doesn't hurt. Hey, shoot but, your shoot your shot, man. Hey, nobody said you can't take take a swing at it. But yeah, that we we do have a lot of fun here. I must say, for early Sunday morning, it's good stuff. So there, and obviously on TV, AT and T Sportsnet Sunday night at seven, and KPRC Channel Two at eleven o'clock after the uh, Sunday night football. It's good stuff. All right, Jerome, appreciate the time as always. Good stuff. We'll talk uh, again next week, my man. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Have a good one. All right. Jerome Solomon. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, I'll just say I was a little put off by their conversation because I was pretty hungover. And I didn't hear it. Some of it, some of it I found to be kind of disgusting, <laughs> which considering what we do to people on a daily basis, I probably deserve that. But uh, you know what? Uh, at least I didn't get in an accident while I was driving because if I had, I would have had to call Lawyer Dave and he would have told me exactly what to do because that's what he does. He's Lawyer Dave. What's up, buddy? Hey, Blitzers. Hey, Fred. Yeah, I am Lawyer Dave, Houston-based Lawyer David Mestemaker. If you've got a legal question or if you've been in any kind of an accident, give me a holler at 713-626-8900 and I'll do my best to take care of you. Yeah, and if I, I'd been in that accident and I couldn't afford to go to a doctor and you took my case, what would happen? We would find you a doctor that wouldn't cost you any money out of your pocket up front. And if you didn't have a car because yours has been crashed, we would get you an Uber to get back and forth. Blitzers, I am your family lawyer. We are a family here, the Blitzers. Wouldn't you say, Fred? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And in fact, uh, I was thinking about some kind of swag to throw at the Blitzers as a kind of a Christmas present. And I'd, if somebody will tweet me or email me and say, would you rather have a mask? Would you rather have a T-shirt? Would you rather have a, a hat? What do you want? I'm going to buy it and uh, dispense them for free to all the Blitzers. Well, all the ones that can get to the, to the set when we have them. Uh, why don't you tell them how they can get in touch with you then? Well, by all means, you can call me at 713-626-8900. Got a call today from a guy named Jeff Watson whose car burned up after he took it to the dealership for a little work. So we're going to help him out, too. Wow. Or you can email me at LawyerDave.com or tweet me at LawyerDaveLaw or hook me up through my buddy Fred. He knows where I'm 24-7 pretty much. Yeah, pretty much twice a week somebody's hitting me up. If you can't remember all that, just do it, and uh, I'll be happy to put you in touch. So just real quick question. That you know has nothing to do with with anything other than uh, if somebody in a Kia decides they want to cut me off while I'm driving that RV and I destroy their Kia, is is that their fault? Uh, yes. Okay. Good. Absolutely. Fred. Good. Because whenever I ask you these things, I always get told, "No, you can't do that." I'm just saying. Uh, I I keep trying to tell these people. Your Kia is not going to win against that that RV. I'm just telling you. So stop doing. Well, that's- yeah, that's the problem. A lot of people in Kias don't realize that an RV doesn't stop like a Kia. It stops like a semi, which means it doesn't stop worth a darn. So, yeah, I mean, that is a problem, and they do kind of cut you off. They're not even thinking about, gosh, there's five tons behind me that will crush me like a bug. Okay, well, just I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it does, I just want to know that it's okay. All right, if they, they need a lawyer, tell them what they do. They had better dial Dave. Listening to the Blitz. Hey guys, sports to you. On ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Michael, Michael from Get Me would like to have, or pick me now, would like to have a Lawyer Dave hat to show off. So there's a vote for a hat, Dave. Um, masks work, too. Those, those are good. Hey, couple, I'm going to Blitz through a couple. Somebody says, better call Dave t-shirt, better dial Dave t-shirts would be good. Uh, any thoughts on the Duke game tonight, AJ? Uh, I like Illinois tonight, um, especially outside of a possession. I, I bought them at plus four. Uh, I, I think that the way that uh, Baylor was able to take Kofi Coburn out in their in their game with Illinois was Baylor runs a bunch of motion offense, pick and roll, and, and Coburn is kind of a slow-footed dude and just struggles. Uh, he got in foul trouble and, and couldn't really do anything in the game. Coach K just doesn't run pick and roll, hardly ever. Uh, and they let they'll let him post up, and and he'll have a big game. He should he should dominate in the paint, and probably a rare time where Illinois has the best player on the floor in Desumu against Duke. It's rare that another team has the best player on the floor, but Illinois has the best player on the floor right now. Uh, so and Cameron indoor being empty should make it a less uh hectic environment. Less so, douchey environment, that's yeah. for sure. So I, I, I like Illinois tonight. I, I actually I would have played him. It probably I would have played him at a pick. So I wouldn't have played him as heavy as a pick, but I would have played him as a pick. 
832, uh, first touchdown of the game tonight. What are a few good bets to put out there? Give me Lamar Jackson. I don't know what his odds are. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Uh, I don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, And just somebody wouldn't know if we had any general thoughts. I, I, I like the Ravens. But I'm I don't know. I'll play it light. So um then just try to get caught up on the text line here. Um all right, let's let's uh, get our Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right. I have I have an alien update, sort of. Are you familiar with the Galactic Federation? No. Well, that's because you're not the former Israeli space security chief. He says aliens exist and humanity is not ready. Now, as a, an ancient astronaut theorist, I'm going to tell you this is BS and I'll tell you why in a minute. But he says, uh, speaking in an interview... He was head of Israeli's security program for 30, of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years. Uh, but he says uh, there's something called the Galactic Federation. He's 87 years old now, by the way. And he gives further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the United States because they uh, wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe. This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars. Were there American and alien representatives? Uh, this guy's a moron. This guy is selling a book. Oh, well, shocker. Yeah. yeah. You notice how all these guys, that when they, they get out of government, they go sell a book, and then they all write about aliens. Yeah, that's what people will buy into. And, you know, I have to tell you, as an ancient astronaut theorist, the Galactic Federation... Sounds like something out of one of my science fiction movies. <laughs> so th- I think there would be a much better name than Galactic Federation. That's a lot like the Federation of Planets in Star Trek. Just saying. I think Creighton just missed a game-tying free throw that bounced out of bounds at the buzzer. Ouch. Uh, anyway, that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Yeah, it's like alien stories are becoming the new thing in 2020 now. And so many of them are just like, you got to be kidding me. So America and Israel are the only two that have deals with the Galactic Federation? Yeah. I just wonder. Because I kind of think that you know, maybe the Russians and Chinese are with Starfleet. Maybe so. Or Star Force. Could be. No, we have Star Force. Yeah, that Star Force is us. Yeah. All right. Space Force. Space Force. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron probably has a Space Force t-shirt. Yeah. His wife is I'm in I'm waiting Space on my Force. application to be approved. Oh, okay. What? For your t-shirt or for their job there? No, I want to be a... a I, I don't know if we'll call them fighter pilots, fighter... You- Dude, how are you going to fly one of those things? You saw how hard it was for Will Smith and Independence Day. I think I'm shorter than him. I should be fine. Okay. You had another movie that everybody's alien sightings are based on. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
Heisman Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.